time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for The Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me today. Great big round of applause for you. And this is the first episode of the Real Estate Connection as hosted by the broker owner of Good Patriot Realty. That's right, Good Patriot Realty has arrived. And um, as the logo says, the slogan, it is a salute to home ownership. So everything about Good Patriot Realty is about home ownership, uh, the American dream, and private property ownership within the United States of America and locally. So that's what it's all about. And I want to welcome you to the first episode of the Real Estate Connection um, as produced by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. So it's a heavy subject today. We're going to get into something that needs to get out there um, as, as, as the broker owner of Good Patriot Realty. Um, it's all about home ownership and private property rights and maintaining the value of the home that you are living in. So um, what if you found out that there was going to be a bill passed in your state that was going to reduce the property values in the neighborhood that you worked so hard to get into, that fulfilled your American dream, where you um, saved up, worked two or three jobs, um, worked late hours and got that promotion, the bonus, the increase in pay to put money aside to move into the neighborhood that you really wanted to live in. And don't we all do that? Don't we all go out and drive into neighborhoods that are super nice, well-maintained? I mean, look what happens locally in San Jose, California every Christmas. People drive into Willow Glen because they're looking at how wide the streets are, um, um, how nice the homes are, how quiet the neighborhood is, and how well decorated the homes are for Christmas every year. And it's one of those aspirational goals that people have to move into neighborhoods like that. There's nothing wrong with those neighborhoods. People have worked really hard uh, in their life to get to that goal. But what if, what if you found out that your state was trying to float a Senate bill that would endanger the American dream for you to achieve and also for those people who have already worked so hard to achieve it. Are you living in a neighborhood where the streets are wide or not even wide, that are it's quiet, there's a low crime rate? Um, basically, as they say in the real estate business, you're buying your neighbors. Are you in one of those neighborhoods? Well, if Senate Bill 9 that's currently in the California State Senate gets passed and signed by the governor, it will wipe out the American dream. Now you're saying, Stephen, you're being a little dramatic. How do you mean wipe out the American dream? Well, in this heavy laden show, we're going to walk through it. 
Um, I pulled down an article, and it's written by a gentleman by the name of Wick Warrenoff, and it's dated January 20th, 2021. And the title of this article says, Senate Bill 9 would allow eight units on all single-family lots in California. Let me repeat that. Senate Bill Bill 9 would allow eight, count them, eight units on all, all single-family lots in California. And he put together a fact sheet that I read that I want to share with you. Now, here's the caveat. I have not read Senate Bill 9, okay? I personally have not read Senate Bill 9. So take this information with a grain of salt and check me on it. Do your research. Go onto the internet. Look at Senate Bill 9, California Senate Bill 9, and see what it has to say. But from what I've been hearing and what's being discussed in the marketplace... This is something that we absolutely need to fight and push back on, or it could be devastating to um, your neighborhood. All right, let's start off with number one. Senate Bill 9 fact sheet, understanding the proposed up zoning law that would end single family zoning in California. So that statement in and of itself is massive. The neighborhoods look the way they do because they're zoned single family, which means one house, one family on a lot. If you want to change that zoning, there are a bunch of hoops that you need to jump through in order to do it. And cities plan the entire layout of either the city or the county based on zoning. They decide where the commercial and retail spaces are going to be. They decide where the residential areas are going to be. They decide where the schools are going to be, and it's all done by zoning. If you move into a home that's zoned single-family residence, you cannot put a duplex on it. You just can't do it. You can go ask for permission, but it's difficult. And your neighbors don't want a duplex either, because with more units on a lot, bring more cars and more people and more noise. And that's what you purchased. You purchased the right to quiet enjoyment in the neighborhood you're living in. One neighbor on your left, one neighbor on your right, one neighbor behind you with one family. Single family zoning. So SB9 would allow eight units where there is now one lot, one parcel. A city, however, would not, get this, would not be required to approve more than six units. Here is how this would happen. So again, if, for instance, this passes and your neighbor decides, hey, I'm moving out of state, I'm going to subdivide this lot, and I'm going to tear down one house and put two on it. And then um, it gets into more details now as we move through. So Senate Bill 9 would add Government Code Section 65852.21, allowing two units on a single parcel in a single-family residential zone, the so-called duplex provision, but in reality, two residential units provision, and Government Code 66411.7, the lot split provision, says the following. 
the two residential lots, uh, two, two residential units on one parcel provision authorizes two residential units on a single lot in a single family residential zone. So there you go. You have one lot. Maybe it's 6,000 square feet. All of a sudden you can put two houses on it. The lot split provision authorizes a single lot to be split into two lots of equal size. So instead of having a 6,000 square foot lot, you would have two 3,000 square foot lots. An application to do either or both of these is processed ministerially by right. There is no requirement for affordable housing and no CEQA review, meaning there's no review required. It just happens. You make the application, boom, it's done. So what if you have a vacant lot in the area um, and uh, it's been sitting empty because no developer wants to touch it and it's too expensive to build on? Now a developer will buy that in a hot second, split the lot in half and put two houses on it. And then you have twice the number of cars and twice the number of noise. Okay, under existing law, there is also a right to one accessory dwelling unit and one junior accessory dwelling unit per parcel. Okay, so in case you don't realize, they passed an accessory dwelling unit law called ADU. This, is, this was to allow people to build more housing to help with the shortage of housing issue. Now this was you know, something that wasn't gonna allow a lot split, and there were restrictions on how big you could make these accessory dwelling units. So it was well received by not only homeowners, but the real estate community because it didn't uh, tend to um, turn your neighborhood from a single family neighborhood to um, maybe an apartment building neighborhood or a duplex neighborhood, right? Where you have three or uh, four units on a lot, right? It, it, it's a completely different thing. So with that law on top of this new law, it creates problems. An accessory dwelling unit can be attached or detached, okay, uh, from an existing home or a conversion of an existing space, space such as a garage. A local agency is prohibited from establishing a maximum size of an ADU of less than 850 square feet or 1,000 square feet if the ADU contains more than one bedroom. When ADUs are created through the conversion of a garage, carport, or covered parking structure, Replacement of off-street parking spaces cannot be required by the local agency, which means you increase the amount of cars, but you don't have to provide more parking, okay? So this is a big deal. Now I have a person making a comment. I'm gonna add it. I'm gonna add this comment uh, to, uh, uh, I believe I can add it. There you go. Uh, it says, I do not think this it will fly as the California Subdivision Mapped Act would not allow lot splits to happen without mapping and review. There already is a big push for the ADUs, as you just mentioned. Thank you, Keith Nofield, for that information. However, we still need to fight this because it's more infringement on, on neighborhoods and property rights. Okay, so a junior accessory dwelling unit is allowed to be created within the walls of a proposed or existing single family residence or garage and shall contain no more than 500 square feet. A local agency can limit the places within its jurisdiction where ADUs can be located only based on the adequacy of water and sewer service and the impacts. 
Now, all those cities and counties are mandated to permit ADUs and junior ADUs. They are not required to adopt ADU and junior ADU ordinances. However, any city county that does adopt an ADU ordinance must submit the ordinance to the California Department of Housing and Community Development within 60 days. There is no requirement that an ADU or a junior ADU be limited in any category of affordable housing. All right, so there's some background. Now, under SB 9, there are three scenarios that illustrate how many units could be built on one existing lot. Scenario number one. The two residential units provision of SB9, sometimes mistakenly called the duplex provision, but not limited to duplexes, is invoked, but not the lot split provision. The single lot can now have two freestanding houses, two townhouses, or a duplex. There is no requirement as to whether it's the two residential units be a duplex or attached to each other or freestanding. In addition, an ADU and a junior ADU are allowed as of right on the parcel. So that gives you four units. So you have a house, you scrape it, you put on two houses, and each house can have an ADU attached. So now instead of having one house on one lot, you have four houses. One, one house, second house, and each house has an ADU. That makes four. So that's scenario number one. So can you imagine, right, your neighbor has a has a tear down house, right, and he decides to dump it because he inherited it or something. And a, and, a, and a developer comes in and scrapes the thing down, puts on, a, puts on two houses and ADUs. Now all of a sudden, you've got four houses on that lot with all the cars and the people that go along with it. And if it's not owner occupied and it's rented, your neighborhood will be turned. Now, back in the early 2000s, when there was a real estate boom in Arizona, there were whole neighborhoods that were purchased by investors. And you could tell that the neighborhood was investor owned because all the people living there were renters and the neighborhoods were horrible. They weren't taken care of the front yards, the backyards. Uh, there was deferred maintenance on the housing and you could just sense it as you drove through. If this starts to happen in your neighborhood and your neighborhood goes from owner occupied to predominantly rental, then the value of your house is going to drop. And the um, atmosphere that you paid so much money to move into will absolutely change. There's nothing that affects a neighborhood like having eight or 10 cars parked in front of one house, okay? Now, scenario number two, the lot split provision of SB9 is invoked, but not the two residential units provision allowed on each of the two lots. One lot becomes two lots. Each lot can have one freestanding house or townhouse plus an ADU or junior ADU, a total of six units, two residential units plus two ADUs and two junior ADUs on a single lot that has been halved into two lots, right? Because if you have two lots, you can have two houses on each lot, right? And then you could have a junior ADU on those. So wait, three, so six, six, six lots. Scenario three, both the lot split provision and the two residential unit provisions are invoked. One lot becomes two lots. 
Each lot can have two freestanding houses or townhouses, plus each lot is entitled to an ADU, total of eight units, four residential units plus two ADUs and two junior ADUs on a single lot that has been halved into two lots. So that's where you got scenario number two where you had three houses. So you, you, split, you, um, you split the lot, you put in one house on each side, you get an ADU, and then you can put a junior ADU. So that means three units on each one. Basically, what this does is it by de facto allows all of these uh, single family units or single family residential zoning laws to be thrown out the window. You know, I know that's I, I'm I'm paraphrasing, obviously. OK, so don't take me seriously on the wording. What I'm trying to say is it changes things dramatically. It allows for things that weren't normally allowed, which helped neighborhoods stay homogeneous, right? There's something nice about knowing the neighborhood you're driving into is going to stay that way for the next 25 to 30 years. That's why you buy into it. You're putting roots down into the spot where you're living. You're going to raise a family. You're not worried that your next door neighbor is going to build a duplex and then add an ADU to that, and then all of a sudden rent it out, and the neighborhood shifts. You're buying stability, and this creates instability and confusion. So you need to know what's going on. Senate Bill 9 is not good for the American dream. It will destroy it. So do yourself a favor, whether you own a home or not, because if you're renting a house, and you're saying, oh, it doesn't affect me. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, you're paying high rent to be in a nice neighborhood. Well, that neighborhood just shifted and it's not so nice anymore, right? And you're still paying that high rent and now you're thinking about moving, but there's no place to go because every neighborhood is turning into the one that you just left. Call your senator, your state senator. Call your state assembly person. Give them an earful. Blow up their phone lines. Write them emails. Tell them you absolutely do not want Senate Bill 9 to pass because you want to keep the American dream in California. We already have people leaving the state in droves. You think that's not going to be tuned up? Why not build on all this open space that we drive by all the time? Reduce the amount it costs for builders to build. Reduce the taxes and the fees so that they can build housing less expensive so that more people will have access instead of cramming everybody into the neighborhoods that already exist. Fire them up with your phone calls and your emails. Get in touch with your elected representative. They represent you. They work for you. Tell them what you want them to do and do not be passive because you're not going to hear about this in the media. It's not readily out there all over the place. And if it is, it's being uh, put out there as a solution to homelessness. Build more housing and provide services for people to get off the street where they can get treatment for either their addiction or if they have mental health issues, a place for them to stay. I would gladly pay my tax dollars for that. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Thank you, everybody, for joining me today. There wasn't a lot of um, pomp and circumstance. Uh, 
Uh, thank you for joining the first episode of uh, The Real Estate Connection uh, as produced by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Uh, I just want to say God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And God bless your family. And as Joshua 1.9 says, uh, uh, let me see, I'm going to pull something out. Let me have my, my challenge coin here. It says, Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. With that, thank you for joining me on another episode of The Real Estate Connection, and we'll see you all next week. Again, if you have any questions regarding residential real estate and you want to achieve the American dream and, and salute home ownership, give Stephen Thayard a call, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Or send me an email at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. Info at realestateconnectionradio.com. California DRE number 017 Nine, and we will see you all next week. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection. 